Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. On today's episode, that's right, Michigan State got a big, big transfer already for the next upcoming season. And then we are joined by Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports to talk about, oh, just the fun from Saturday. And also, a lot of Jaden Reed talk in the third segment as well. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Come one, come all, and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. As you can already tell by now, I am not going to blast your eardrums clean off of your body like uh, yesterday's Victory Monday show. That's right, I got a little too excited, so apologies, uh, apologies to everyone's hearing for that one. But hey, when the boys go 10-2, can't, uh, can't be subtle about it, can't be quiet about it. So yeah, we uh, had a lot of fun in yesterday's episode. Today's episode I thought was already locked up, ready to go. Going to be honest, uh, peek behind the curtain here. Did a three-segment show with Stephen Brooks, uh, got it all wrapped up before noon, it was all good to go, and then, oh my goodness, golly gee willikers, Michigan State gets Jalen Berger in the transfer portal, and that was before, oh boy, uh, I just, I, I, yeah, everything else just went haywire <laughs> in the sport of college football. I shouldn't say, really, I mean, in the whole sport of college football, just every yeah, every conference except the Big Ten has been going crazy. It's nice that the Big Ten, like, probably no coaching changes whatsoever. Like, everyone's just kind of chilling. And then there's just fires everywhere else around the country. So, that's been fun. But, yeah, hey, still a lot to talk about. So, we, uh, yeah, we're going to redo the first segment. So, segments two and three will be with Stephen Brooks. And then tomorrow will be the third segment that we had to lop off. Tomorrow was, was a good discussion about... Who went underappreciated this year in the eyes of Stephen Brooks? So that will be on tomorrow's show as well as a Louisville basketball preview. That's right. We are talking with the fine folks of Card Chronicle to learn a little bit. Little, can't talk. Learn a little bit more about Louisville. That's right. Boom. Nailed it. All right. But uh, yeah, that's right. We got to do today's show before we do tomorrow's show. And before we even start there, I just want to politely ask you to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. If you ever want to reach out with a question, comment, concern, Locked on Spartans at gmail.com is the place to find us. All right, let's talk about this exciting news. That's right, uh, Michigan State, not even done with their season. They still got the bowl game left, but that is not going to stop the boys in green and white. That is not going to stop Mel Tucker and company from absolutely getting the work done in the transfer portal. This is a player that we talked about a few weeks back, about a week and a half ago, with our guy Justin Thind of 24 Sports. But yes, it is. Jalen Berger, the ex-Wisconsin running back, that's right, the former four-star running back, has pledged to the green and white. This comes about a week and a half after he was already on campus uh, for, I believe it was, a, it was an official visit, which, uh, hey, you don't see that a lot, guys, in the transfer portal making official visits the same year they leave, but hey, you know what, life is different in college football these days, and life is certainly different in East Lansing these days. Um Jalen Berger, like I said, he was with Wisconsin. He left after three games this season. Was averaging 3.7 yards per carry, but that's probably not too indicative of the kind of player he is. Uh, Last season, he did average 5.0 yards per carry. And like I said, he was a former four-star running back, known for just hitting the hole and going. You know, which, 
is an interesting dynamic here because what's Kenneth Walker best at, right, is kind of making his own hole or when there's not a hole bouncing to the outside. And it, it kind of goes without saying that well, all running backs should be good at just finding the hole and going. I really wish it was that easy, really. Um, but, yeah, that's what Berger's good at when the hole is made in front of him. Okay, well, there, there's your eight yards right there. Like, he has good breakaway speed, too, if he gets through that second level as well. Good athlete, swift feet. So, yeah, good things coming to East Lansing with Jalen Berger. However, actually, before I get to that, sorry, I want to add this note in as well. Um it is worth mentioning that uh, Side Khalif, of course, the director of player personnel, who came from Wisconsin, and also uh, Jensen uh, Gebhardt, also on the player personnel staff, are from Wisconsin, and they've been lauded for having a good relationship with Berger during his recruitment back to Wisconsin. So, yeah, you get Khalif, you get Ger- uh, Gebhardt here. That's going to help you land, well, of course, the, the Badger defector. Now, sorry, for uh, I had to catch myself there skipping through my notes. I was going to say, so you might think that, oh, okay, well, MSU found their Kenneth Walker replacement, or, uh, okay, well, I mean, we still have Collins, we still have Joyner, we still have Simmons, and now we have Berger. All right, well, we're certainly done, right, in the transfer portal? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, Clayton Brewster of 24-7 Sports also reported today on Twitter that Jameer Gibbs out of Georgia Tech, now who on earth is he if you were not paying attention to ACC football at all? Well, he's a good player. Listen, a lot of guys go in the transfer portal for a lot of reasons, and ever so often you'll get a guy that leaves his program to try to find greener pastures, and this is exactly what we have here with Gibbs. Um, Now, a little bit about him. He had a sterling year for the Yellow Jackets down there, getting 5.2 yards per carry, a total of 756 rushing yards, and also really good at catching the ball out of the backfield as well as he reeled in 465 receiving yards on 35 catches this year. Of course, like I said, this guy looking for greener pastures, so you know some big-time programs are also going to be reaching out to him, like, of course, Bama, Tennessee, are the two that Mr. Brewster of 24-7 Sports reported will also be after Gibbs, and I'm sure that list will just keep growing as the days go on here. But, hey, you know what, and we've beat this into the ground a little bit in the last few days, last few weeks, but you have a guy like Kenneth Walker putting on the season that he just had, and whoo-hoo, if you're a recruit, if you're a guy in the transfer portal, uh, that's going to have the eyeballs pop right there. Like, oh my goodness, you took Wake Forest backup running back and he did what with you guys? Oh my goodness gracious. So, listen, hey, it's going to be an uphill battle. It is going to be very hard to get this uh, Jameer Gibbs fella out of Georgia Tech. Um, but you know what? Michigan State, they're one of the big boys now and they are one of the players in this game that can get those kind of transfers. So keep your eyes peeled to that. MSU, not done with the running back portal Portion of the portal, I should say, despite landing Jalen Berger. And really quick before we uh, transition into our ch- uh, chat with Stephen Brooks, want to uh, hit on this. Sorry, it's very late. I'm stumbling over my words right now. Um, our fine, fine friends at SpartanTailgate.com, that's right, 24-7 Sports, also uh, tweeted out today that Michigan State has secured five-star Keontae Goodwin's final official visit. That is right, baby. You either want to bat first when it comes to official visits or you want to bat last when it comes to official visits. And that is exactly what Mel Tucker and company are doing right now for, oh my goodness gracious, the man that's built like a house. Six foot eight, 
offensive tackle Keontae Goodwin. The visit will be from December 9th to December 11th, which is just four days before Goodwin plans to sign with the school, as SpartanTailgate.com points out. And uh, yeah, so Mel Tucker and uh, Coach Kapilovic is also going to be down at his home this week doing in-home visits. So yeah, that is your full court press right there. And uh, what a win that is so far to get Goodwin in as your last sales pitch before signing day. Yes, he is a verbal commit to Kentucky, but anyone following his recruitment and or if you've listened to the show, we've talked about his recruitment time and time again. I'm not, I'm not sure how hard of a commitment that is. Yes, he still pledges that he is going to be a wildcat, but at the same time, he's going to a lot of different campuses. I think he was down in Tuscaloosa not too long ago. He was down at College Station to catch an A&M game not too long ago. And yeah, so I think this could be one that could be swayed, and this would be a massive get for Mel Tucker and company, as he would, quite frankly, be a day one starter. And from what I understand, that is something that Keontae Goodwin is looking for. He doesn't want to sit on the bench for a year or two before getting his time to shine. Early playing time is very important to him. Well, Mr. Goodwin, I I cannot think of a better school that is near and dear to my heart that could use some immediate offensive line help, especially at the tackle position, than the boys in East Lansing. That's right. So come on down. Well, actually, come on up, rather. And I guess you already are with your official visit scheduled, but... I digress. Why don't you stay a little bit longer than uh, just that? That's right. Sign with us. Stay in East Lansing. We got printers. We got fax machines. We got pens. We got paper to help you sign your LOI. So, yeah, uh, that's uh, the news we got to get to. And now we will get to our guy, Stephen Brooks. But first, oh, that's right, guys. That's right, baby. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, <gasps> your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Guys, we're talking about the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. NetSuite has visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and tons more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. And with NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Guys, 93% of surveyed businesses, that's right, 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So join the 93% of surveyed businesses. Join the 27,000 businesses that already use NetSuite. And right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash Locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. One more time, guys. That's netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. And also need to talk to you beautiful people about prize picks. That's right, baby. We're back talking about the college sports daily fantasy leader offering more college football props than anyone in the world, and offers all the star players from the Power 5 as well as the mid-major players you might have never even heard of. So guys, you go to prizepicks.com or download the app from the App Store or Google Play, and then you go deposit, but not without using promo code Locked On. That's right, one word, Locked On, and that will get you a 100% instant deposit match for up to $100. From there, you pick two to five players, you pick the over-under on their projections like uh, interceptions thrown, uh, rushing touchdowns, receiving yards. There's a whole lot of stats you could pick from. And it's just you against the numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And best of all, 
They offer safe and fast withdrawals. So do not hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com and use that promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And we get back to talking about Michigan State football with Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. But first, I need to thank you guys for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. He is back. He is better than ever because all Stephen Brooks does is just get better as the days go on. He is the man, the myth, the legend. Like I said, Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. Back again to talk some Michigan State football, but we are actually going to flip the script right off the bat. Steven, you got a question for me? Like, yeah, let's just let's get nuts in this little season, regular season finale episode, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, so to let the viewers or the re- the listeners, geez, uh, whatever medium we're doing here in. Yeah, whatever. Um, I, I saw that uh, that our that our decorated and, and celebrated uh, host here was 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 in the high roller circle uh, sideline on the game. I mean, I want to say selfie action with Chuck Brantley. I think. I mean, he was down there be. with the recruits. He might have been getting recruited. I don't even know. But uh, folks, our boy Sheehan was was living the. Uh, the one uh, percenter life uh, at Saturday's game. So I was just wondering what the experience was like and uh, and if you're thought out all the way yet and just, just what type of memory that game uh, what is, is going to be for you, you think, and just what that experience was like in general. The the, the rumors that Steven is talking about are true. I, I was in the sideline before the game. I actually fell asleep in the stadium Friday night, woke up Saturday morning in the stadium. So I was like, <laughs> well, I might as well hang around here until they kick me out. Um, no, it was an awesome experience. And yeah, like I'm, I'm standing next to um, Dylan Tatum uh, during pregame and then Chuck Brantley's right there. So I'm like, Chuck, you're a legend, man. Selfie. And he's like, yeah, of course, let's go. So that was cool. I got to shake Mel Tucker's hand. And the, the, the thing that in hindsight really sh- shakes me about that is Tucker's a big guy. And I go back to that Keontae Goodwin photo that he had at the Michigan game. Oh, he makes yeah. Mel Tucker look like a child. So how big is is Keontae Goodwin like in real life? Like that? This, yeah, walking Redwood. I just <laughs> honestly, God, dude. So like that—that that has me shaking my core right there. That there's an 18 year old kid that big just walking around about to play football. Hopefully, East Lance. But no, it was good though. And then of course uh, we we go back up to the seats and uh, just suffer with. I would say, okay, what did the crowd look like from your point of view? 45,000, 50,000 state fans? The whole I would, lower I would bowl. say easy, easily 50. I mean, maybe pushing yeah. 50. I don't know what their official, you know, uh, North Korea number was, but it <laughs> looked pretty, it looked pretty big. Like, I was, I was very impressed, to be honest, uh, at the way at kickoff with, with the crowd. Um, I thought it was going to be half full at best, you know, and it just, maybe it's like the darker, heavy winter gear sort of covers it up, and Penn State's got their navy blue, and it's, you know, there's not those uh, big visible gaps of metal bleachers, but no, mm-hmm. I was very impressed uh, with with the way people showed up because I mean, I was I was miserable just walking ten minutes from my car to the stadium. I was like, yeah, this is this would be a wrap for me. Um, so shout yeah. out to to people like you and everybody that went out there. I mean, you and I were just talking. I think, uh, and you know, I, I want you to speak on this, but I think uh, obviously, you know, the the win helps, but like I think that could, well helps a lot. But I think mm-hmm. folks that that braved it and did that whole deal, like come out of it with a heck of a memory you know it's like it's like that movie you went to that you thought was going to be awful and you end up loving or it was like that night you know your friends are texting calling you and they want you to come out to the bar or come <laughs> come do something you don't want to leave the house you really don't want to leave but then you end up having the greatest time and you you make some great memory out with your buddies you know you just didn't expect it i feel like that's probably what a lot of people are going to come away with this from you know i mean it was it was whatever it might not, in terms of just the pure football 
it might not be the most memorable game, but I think the experience, the snow, the setting, what it meant for this team, yeah. uh, being sort of a nice conclusion and bow on the top of, of a really good season. I think it could be that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people left the house like, Oh my gosh, this is going to suck. And maybe, you know, they, maybe Michigan state might not even win. I didn't think they would win going into the game. And then you go through it, you experience pain and hardship together. And just that, that, that yes. communal suffering, I think sort of builds something. And so I, I think a lot of people probably had a much better time than they expected, but, uh, but I'm curious your thoughts on you, that. You, you are bang on with that. Like there's this like false sense of pride, like that we just like went through hell and back for a few hours <laughs> as if we played in the game, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, we stuck it out during the, yeah, we were able to, you know, drink hot chocolate, maybe some cinnamon whiskey if you were lucky enough to sneak some into the stadium. But like, yeah, there really is like that self sense of pride that that's right. This is where the true fans go. It's it's 30 degrees and there's so much snow. It takes you three hours to get home and it usually takes an hour and 15 minutes. So like, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. There is that. And you also, just like you said, you walk away with a smile because getting a win that that makes or breaks the day. I've been in some miserable games, like back in oh god, 2012, I think it was double overtime against Iowa. That was miserable. That was like 39 degrees, sideways rain, and they lost that game. And I'll tell you what, no one's walking out of the stadium hunky dory. Oh yeah, we did it. We braved the elements. How fun was that? Like no, everyone was looking around like, well, that's four hours of my time. I'll never get back, and I'm gonna die in two days because of hypothermia or pneumonia. <laughs> whatever's gonna settle in first. So it's like, yeah. A win, quite simply, makes or breaks that entire day for anyone in the stadium. Like, it's it's, it's fun and games, usually all game days. But, man, when it's that miserable of weather, which it was. You know, I'm not going to be Mr. Tough Guy. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Steven, it was that bad. It, it, was, it was horrible. Oh, I bet. Uh, I, yeah, it's, it, my, like, my, my feet are still freezing from the game. So, no, but it was, it was awesome. And just like you said, a great way to not only send off the seniors, but just cap off the whole season. Win a game they're probably not supposed to win. I mean, yeah, they're probably a little better than Penn State. When healthy, not only did they have the injuries, but they also had that flu bug going around too. So just to cap it off with, with the win and get some vintage James Franklin too in the mix while you're at it with ice and his own kicker on a field goal. Like that's just chef's kiss right there. And yeah. <laughs> Complaining bananas, about man, snowballs so. too. You know, that's pretty on brand, James Franklin. I don't know if you heard that, but up on the press I, box I missed at one that time. Actually. Okay, so up so, on the press box, sometimes the ref mic keeps getting piped in the press box longer than it's supposed to i mean obviously we hear the penalty calls but then it shut right off it did not get shut off so for like 30 45 seconds or so these refs are talking they're like hey franklin's saying there's a that someone's that snowballs are coming into their bench who do we talk to where's the security blah blah blah. he's complaining about it and uh, i was like that's just that's 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 on brand for sure shallow water that's what that is that that's shallow water baby huck them back <laughs> throw those throw the snowballs back come on we want to see the dog in you james and be right back in a hot second to round things out with our guy steven brooks but first need to talk to you fine folks about uh-oh new ad let's go baby we're talking about boost mobile where you at if you remember those ads from back in the day god the best guys you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge you switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving your hard-earned money. Because with Boost Mobile, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all of the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? 
I mean, you might take over the world. Boost can't say that legally, but I can. Who knows? Boost is here to power people up and have you just take the reins of whatever it is that you want out there. So, switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. That's Boost Mobile, baby. Quick little disclaimer here. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offer slash coverage not available everywhere or for all phones slash networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. And also, guys, need you to see what is going on at BetOnline.ag. That's right, guys. It's uh, it's Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving-ish, and we all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than, well, betting. And betting, sorry, Bet Online has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this fall and winter. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKED ON. That's right, guys, all one word, LOCKED ON, and that's going to give you that 50% welcome bonus. And it's not just football. No, of course, betonline.ag has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, golf, your favorite Vegas casino games. So do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 season. It's betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Once again, guys, betonline, we are stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving and holiday season. All right, let's get back to our guy, Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. There's actually one specific play I want to talk about from that game of of course, it's the the fourth and fifteen to Jaden Reed, and I want to pick your brain on this because there's a lot of answers here. Is that the best Jaden Reed play of the entire season? Because ultimately, well, that kind of won them the game. Of course, as they win by three points, and well, touchdowns worth a little more than three. But just the time and place it was at the game that was amazing. But of course, he also had his punt return against Nebraska. You have his fourth and four catch against Michigan. You have his two point conversion catch against Michigan. Like. What do you think is the best Jaden Reed play of this entire season? Yeah, that that was a good one, um, but it's it's definitely not number one for me. I think gotcha. I'm, I'm probably leaning toward the uh, the punt return touchdown. I mean, that saved them a game. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this. I mean, th- I guess this one did too, of course. But like that was that was kind of a do or die moment. And uh, there's more to it. You know, I I kind of give a little more points for a punt return because you're just you're weaving and, and dodging in and out. You know, and uh, you yeah. got all these dudes to miss, and and that's just like a real a real display of like your full package athleticism. It's not just straight line speed, or it's not just jumping. It's not just catching. It's it's all those things sort of put together, um, wiggle, burst, balance, strength, all that. So I think it's that one. And again, just time of it, you know. Um, th- who knows? You know, they dropped that game. Who knows where things would have gone? Right. You know, because like I just think the momentum of the program and the team at that point was so important and kind of fragile still though. And, and he really preserved that. And then, uh, yeah, that, that fourth down throw to Michigan, I think you, you're talking about the one that goes down to the one-yard line on fourth down. Yeah, that one, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, I really like that one too, to be honest. Uh, I mean, th- sure. this dude, I tweeted this, and I'm curious what you think, but is is Jaden Reed not too good at jump balls for being somebody who's six foot 185? You know, I mean, the dude is too good at that. Like, he should not be this good I- at jump balls. It's crazy, and that's why, like, I might even give the nod to his best play being that two-point conversion because, like, listen, in life, there's nothing I hate more in this entire earth than 
the goal line fade route. And that's like over like, you know, world hunger, uh, you know, just like sickness. <laughs> like that's, that's above all those things. Like, I hate the goal line fade so much. And then they throw it to Jaden Reed as the ball's in the air. I'm like, I can't swear in the podcast, but like I, I drop a, a hard F-bomb when it's in the air. And I was oh my, he just came down with that. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. So, but listen, like all those four plays, like I, I don't think if all four of those plays aren't made, like those were all game winning plays. Like you don't catch four to four against Michigan. Okay, pack her up. You don't catch a two-point conversion. Uh-oh, a little hairy here. You don't make that catch against Penn State. You might win, but still, I think probably not. But, yeah, I, I might have to give the nod to that Nebraska one because you certainly don't win that game if that punt return is not made. Like, that's a 99.9% you're not going to win that game if he ain't housing that punt return. So Yeah, yeah, what do you no do? wrong answer. And and I would just say, too, all of the – except for the punt return, but – all of these, and this is something um, I brought up to Jay Johnson a, a week or two ago. But um, look, we all know, and, and everyone can giggle, like Peyton Thorne, Jane Reed. Hey, they've known each other for a little bit. Did you hear? But 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 you do see that play out on the field, and it's like there are some throw. Yeah. And I started noticing this probably around around the Michigan game, and a little bit later, maybe like once we got to see a, a whole a big picture of Peyton Thorne and who he is and everything. I'm like and I've talked about it on here. He's so smart. He's so, um, you know, risk averse. And that's really one of his greatest strengths. Mm. But, but, but the one thing he will gamble with is throws to Jaden Reed. He will try to, he will make some throws to Jaden that he would not even try with anybody else. And that's a right. lot of these, these big plays we're talking about, like that fourth down, the, the Penn state one, I don't think he throws that to anybody else, you know, and there's been countless examples of that where he just, that trust is runs so deep. And again, we all know the story, but that's when you see it playing out. And like I asked Jay Johnson, I was like, does he, does he make some throws to Jaden that maybe he wouldn't even attempt to anybody else? And he was like, you could tell he wanted to say yes, but he didn't just want to go out and say it. He was like, well, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I can see what you're saying there, but then sort of, you know, hemmed and hawed a little bit. So I was like, basically, yes, but um, yeah, yeah, that's something I've noticed for sure. And like, that's, uh, that's where you see that playing out is like, he just trusts him to make some of those really difficult plays and he'll try to fit it into a window to read. He would not try anywhere else. And it's very reminiscent to me of like what 2015 was with Connor Cook and Aaron Burbridge. And we, we've, I mean, yeah. we, a lot of us have seen the, the meme. It's like uh, the picture of Peyton's throwing. It's like, ah, screw it. Jaden Reed's open down there somewhere and just hucks <laughs> the ball. So it's like, good. it's kind of what Connor Cook was with Aaron Burbridge. Like if there was a third down and even if there wasn't a window, it's like, ah, if I throw this hard enough, Aaron Burbridge might get his hands in there and come down with it. And, I swear, like, more times than not, that would work out. And, yeah. I mean, listen, this isn't a game everyone wants to remember, but we saw it last week against Ohio State, too. Like, all right, third down, no one's open. Ah, let me just sling this one to read as hard as I possibly can. And, well, it worked for the first two drives, not necessarily in touchdowns. But, yeah, it's that chemistry. Like, there is a lot to be said about that. And, um, you know, I'm going to have you speculate here as, you know, uh, what a great question to ask a, an esteemed media member like yourself just to shoot off the hip and speculate. Do you think he comes back? Do you think Reed comes back next year? Or do you think he's NFL draft bound? I think this is really a 50-50 coin toss right here. Like this isn't a Kenneth Walker situation where it's like he'd be insane to come back. Like I think there's a side to each each route for him. Yeah. So I I as a esteemed media or whatever the heck you just called me. I mean, I took on the burden uh and and asked both those guys Saturday night, you know, if it was their you. last game at Spartan Stadium and you know, I know some folks might not love that or anything, but like that is kind of part of my job. And and the, sure. the, obviously the immediate follow up, it, it's not just gotcha. You know, are you gone? But it's like, 
well then you know what are your memories of playing here what do you want to say to the people that came to see you today and and all season and just what is what are your memories what's your message to the fans what are you going to remember about playing here you know and it was it was more about that um and that's i think that's appropriate in the moment and so neither guy seemed to really have a problem with it but i could see some people you know how some people might uh be a little testy about that so yeah so basically both guys just like ah, i don't know um kenneth walker like you said i i don't see any logical re- i mean i think no way <laughs> i think even no Mel tucker would like push him out the door i'd be like i think he'd just be like get out of here do not i'll back. push him out the door like yeah. say, thank thank you for everything you've done him. yeah yeah, he loves Kenneth Walker. He's talked about him being like the best player he's coached and all these things. I mean, I, he knows he would help his team next year, but he also knows what the NFL is all about and how huge of yeah. a season this has been. And, you know, I, 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 yeah, I honestly think Mel would help him pack his bags and, and just lock the doors, you know, change the password and not let him back in. If I'll he's do to it. Come. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, that right. seems like a done I'll get deal. the I'll get the U-Haul for him. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Thank you for everything like you've done. Deal. You're like, I, I don't want to see this guy do like 200 more carries next year and completely deplete his draft stack. It's like, you've done wonders to this program. Please go out to greener pastures. Like, You're I, battle-hardened. I would have like a, a weird. Dog. You'll be a sled dog. See, you know, pack yeah. up all this stuff on a sled. Gladly. He can just, he can just mush you and uh, you'll, you'll just carry him to, to Indianapolis or wherever he's got to go to get ready. <laughs> yeah. No problem. No, no question about it, man. Like I, I would almost have like a pit of guilt watching him next year for Michigan state. It's like, Oh, this isn't right. He should, he should be in the league right now. I don't know about this. Hey, then again, NIL is here unless, um, you know, it should be other. No, or no, don't, even, don't even talk yourself into it. No, 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 no. Wheel in some cash for him. Oh, Steven, I can talk myself into a lot of things here. That's, that's one <laughs> of the, the sickest parts it's about me here. So that's <laughs> all right. So, but Jaden Reed, um, I, I think he should, um, I don't know his thinking, I kind of get should come back or should go should to the go. league. Sorry. I think Jaden Reed should go. If it was me, if he, okay. if he asked me, and he's not, but if he asked me, gotcha. I think so. Um, just because, I mean, I think he's kind of shown everything that he is. His numbers are good enough. I mean, what? So if he comes back and goes for fourteen hundred yards, I mean, that's great. But like, would he be showing much more than he's already shown? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, with Peyton being there, of course, maybe that has a factor and like the chance to do something special with him and. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm of the belief that this team isn't going to be as good next year. And, you know, maybe that'll look foolish in a couple months once they get their portal guys and see how that shakes mm-hmm. out and everything. But I think uh, the logic says that they won't be as good next year. So I don't know if the team success and hunting trophies, you know, is really a factor. But maybe playing with Peyton is or, or whatever, just having one more year together because, you know, odds are it won't happen in the NFL together. But uh, who knows there, I guess. But, yes, I just think – I think he's done enough. I think the punt returns, you know, give him an element that that people will look at. Uh, I think he'd test pretty well. He's been healthy-ish, you know, until the, until later. Um, mm-hmm. He can look over at Jalen Ayler and see what happens, you know, when you're not on the field and what that does to your stock. So, I just think there's really not much else for him to prove at this level. I don't – it's not like they're a low – you know, like I said, it's not like they're loaded up for a national title run next year and he wants to be a part of it. That'd be one thing, you know, but I just, I think he should go, but um, I'd say 50, 50 ish on him. I know him a decent amount. Don't know him super well, of course, but uh, I would think though, just after everything he's been through, I mean, he's lived a long life in college football with starting at Western, sitting out, coming here, COVID year, this, you know, Um, I just don't know if somebody of his talent really feels the need to come back for a, what, fifth year, I think at that point, sixth, fifth, I think it'd be his fifth year in college football. Um, yeah. yeah, fifth year, I yeah. believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just don't. I I, I don't think he should, and I I, I don't know. But I, I I guess it's probably a coin flip at this point. 
And once again, massive thank you to our guy Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. Uh, not just for this episode, but for the whole season. Uh, he's been awesome. I know you guys think he's awesome as well. Um, so yeah, and we'll, we'll talk to him time and time again. But yeah, just to recap the season, massive, massive thank you to our guy for always joining us. Um, and also thank you guys for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. And Go make uh, Locked on Bets your second listen. That's right. Uh, we're talking Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. One more time, that's Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, guys, we will be back tomorrow with the preview for the, that's right, Big Ten ACC Challenge. Spartans, Louisville Cardinals, oh yeah, we'll get into it all. So uh, until then, guys, enjoy yourself. Have a great day. Love you all. Go Green.